you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting into go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. It's a meat eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Stephen Rinella, Seth Morris, Chester Floyd, Sean Weaver, Corinne Schneider, Corey Calkins, and special guest in Black Rifle Coffee Company founder, Evan Hafer. Evan, this is your first time playing. How do you feel about trivia? I feel great about it. Do you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not necessarily this one, but okay. just trivia in general. I have a positive outlook on it. <laughs> well, if you like general trivia and you're yeah, someone a who likes... outlook on questions. <laughs> yeah. If you're someone who likes trivia and you also like hunting and fishing, then I think you'll do okay. Uh, we'll see. All right. Steve, you, you've kind of sussed him out by now. How do you think he's going to perform? He, um, he's playing it. He's, he's trying to do like the, I don't really care. It'll just be fun kind oh. of thing. So he's trying to downplay. Uh-huh. I told him about getting thrown a bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He seemed to actually not like oh. getting thrown a bone. Okay. So you might want to cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a difficult question. Uh, so not really a bone. We'll see. Okay. Is that a reality? Are you kind of downplaying um, like your passion about winning? Uh, no, I'm very passionate about winning. Okay. I'm just not confident. <laughs> I'm going to win. Gotcha. So I don't know if I'm downplaying sure. it. I'm just more of a realist. Yeah. Now, if yeah. you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there's a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. In each episode, we reveal a new trivia stat. This week, we're looking at player performance in the hunting category. Although most players get over half of their hunting questions correct, Brody leads the group with a 79% average. 
That's followed by Hayden, who gets 77% of haunting questions right. Chester with 63, Sean with 58, Steve with 55, and Giannis with 53. (laughs) There's no way that's true. There's no way that's true. We we have very thorough stat keeping. Haunting is our second most popular category in trivia, only behind conservation. So that's where Brody makes up his ground on you. He's 20 percentage points better when it comes to haunting questions. The rest of it, you guys are all kind of even. Turns out you don't know much about hunting. I don't, man. (laughs) And Brody knows a lot. He does. Now we have some housekeeping to get to before we play trivia. On episode 353 of Meat Eater Trivia, I asked what type of bird is a squab. The correct answer was pigeon, but Steve argued I shouldn't accept any answer that isn't rock dove. Play the clip, Phil. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Eurasian rock dove. Andrew saying pigeon. Kevin saying pigeon. There's too many pigeon. kinds of pigeons. Too Brody many kinds saying of pigeons. pigeon. Corinne saying See, quail. Yeah. Sean saying pigeon. And Byron saying pigeon. What the did correct you say to me beforehand? Don't overthink it. That was your advice to me. The correct answer is pigeon. They're the same bird. Which is? They're the same Eurasian bird. rock dove. We'll give it to you. But you can't give it to them. Yes, they get that. There's too many kinds of pigeons. <laughs> the dictionary says it's an immature pigeon. I'm now handing Steve a copy of his own New York Times bestseller. <laughs> Where I have it right. The Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook. Steve, please turn to page 166 and read the section I've highlighted. It says, also works with. So in this book. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. In this book, here's the problem with wild game cooking. You could you could say something like, hey, here's a great way to cook a deer heart. And then people would be like, well, do you have any way to cook an elk heart? Right? No difference. Mm-hmm. So the also works with section will kind of give you a little heads up. Yep. So this recipe we're looking at here is grilled grouse with cayenne butter. And I point out, also <laughs> works with, any white-fleshed game bird up to the size of a pheasant and also squab. Then there's a parenthetical. In case you're wondering, a squab is a baby street pigeon. It's true. So there you have it from but the man's own said. cookbook. No, you were arguing in the trivia that I shouldn't accept anything less than Eurasian rock dog. Oh, no, no, no. I was arguing that you can't just, no, you don't even know what your argument's about. I argued, <laughs> I argued that you can't just say pigeon. So you would have accepted street pigeon? Absolutely. It's the okay. same species. But not pigeon. Columbolivia <laughs> is his Linnaean name. Uh-huh. Columba, okay. Columbolivia is the Eurasian rock dove in, in Eurasia. It's the common street pigeon mm-hmm. in the U.S. I wouldn't accept, for instance, the band-tailed pigeon. And if someone just writes pigeon, I don't know what pigeon you're talking about. Thank you for backing this up with my own damn okay. right. It's like, you, you got Newhart. We're still, still not Newhart. on the same page. Newhart's got Newhart. Oh, I'm so screwed. <laughs> we haven't even started playing yet. Oh, Welcome to the Thunderdome. No. Now, the Shelby Index for this episode is a three, so it's a tougher round oh. of questions. And with that, we're on to the Can game of Evan trivia. Go ahead. Spencer tries the questions out with his wife who's not a, a particularly a, a connoisseur of the subject matter, and he'll do an index. And a Shelby index of three is usually the winner will get about twice what Shelby gets. Got it. And six would be on the lower end of a winning That's score. That's a weak win. Oh, okay. Seven would be about average. Eight, you did well. Six means it's a tougher round. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I'm need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? 
you just tend to win everything. Question one, the topic is cooking, and as always, this will be multiple choice. Which of these measurements is biggest? A quarter cup, four tablespoons, 12 teaspoons, or four fluid ounces? Which of these measurements is biggest? A quarter cup, four tablespoons, 12 teaspoons, or four fluid ounces? Sean with a quick answer. You think you know this one, Sean? Nope, just no. sticking with my gut. Okay. All right, Chester, you're running out of time. How you doing? Got an answer? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey Calkin saying a quarter cup, Sean saying four ounces, Seth saying four ounces, Evan saying a quarter cup, Steve saying four ounces, Corinne saying four ounces, and Chester saying a quarter cup. The correct answer is four fluid ounces. Oh. Yeah, in fact, the top three are all synonyms. They are. You're, you're exactly yeah. right. Four yeah. fluid ounces is twice as big as all of those other measurements. When converted to tablespoons, a quarter cup and 12 teaspoons are four tablespoons. But four fluid ounces is the equivalent of eight tablespoons. That was a good question. Yeah. That's good that was a good one. Thank perfect, you. Perfect game so far over here, buddy. <laughs> question two. The topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via Nate Bunker. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com, or you can be like Nate and write me a letter. This is the only trivia question <laughs> I've received <laughs> via snail mail. Hey, uh, real quick, who's the guy that's all bent out of shape and just emailing everybody and their brother about some <laughs> correction? Well, we'll get to that one oh, in some okay. other episode. We can only do so much housekeeping in an episode. What do you call the distinct layer in a lake that separates warm surface water from cool deep water? The topic is fishing. What do you call the distinct layer in a lake that separates warm surface water from cool deep water? Seth, you know this one? Yep. Steve, you look like you knew it. Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, I think she just whispered the answer. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. <laughs> Did she whisper the answer, Chester? I, I do not think so. I, I didn't hear it. Okay. So. Maybe it was in my head. Does everybody have an <laughs> Just answer? Just hearing things now in trivia. <laughs> <laughs> everybody have an answer? Oculus is going Corinne? that hard that it just whispers to you now. I got to take these glasses off. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying sub, Sean saying thermocline, Seth saying thermocline, Evan without an answer, Steve saying thermocline, Corinne without an answer, and Chester saying thermocline. They got it. The correct answer is thermocline. According to fisheries biologist Dave Drevs, these are important areas for anglers to focus on during the heat of the summer. Above the thermocline is often hot water, while below it usually lacks oxygen. So the thermocline represents a region where fish can benefit from dissolved oxygen levels near the surface, but also be comfortable in cooler waters. Hmm. Yeah, Spencer, a couple weekends ago I was walleye fishing. Mm. Uh-huh. Just a side note. You? And uh, <laughs> the walleye, the walleye <laughs> were sitting right on the thermocline. Really? And you can mark it on, on your a lot electronics. Of times, that's great. A lot of times you can see that thermocline yeah. on your graph. And do you think they were hmm. there out of like comfort or because the bait fish were there? Uh, probably comfort because the bait were 
was higher in the in the column. I think they I think they were sliding up in the evenings. And How at deep? a s- certain time of year, that thermocline once it hits a certain temp will split. Yeah, inverts. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's called turnover. That's right. Question three. The topic is hunting. What is the only state that has a whitetail and turkey season in July? Hmm. What is the only state that has a whitetail and turkey season in July? Hmm. Quick answer from Sean. The rest of the room has yet to come up with anything. I'm actually fairly confident. Knock on wood. Only state. I think in July. In July. There's no trickeration here. It's not like uh, some urban depredation hunt. These are just like a real season for whitetail and a real season for turkey in July. Does everybody have an answer? Well, here's the deal. (laughs) (laughs) This one's pretty black and white. I remember something. I just don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, Spencer. (laughs) There's no whisper this time coming from Corinne. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying Texas, Sean saying Florida, Seth saying Texas, Evan saying Georgia, Steve saying Indiana. What's that say? Indiana? Okay, I can't explain. Corinne saying Georgia and Chester saying Texas. We have a correct answer in the room. It's Florida. Oh, oh, nice. Sean. Nice. Sean. In 2022. Did you know or just write some no, shit down? No, I knew oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In 2022, parts of Florida had deer and turkey seasons open on July 31st. Florida has some of the longest hunting seasons in the country. Deer can be hunted there from July to February, while the only months without a turkey season are May and June. Help, help, me, with, help me with something here. What's up? I'm not, I'm not arguing, contesting, mm-hmm. nothing. <laughs> yep, yep. Not complaining. Wow. <laughs> this is new. What was the state that started that like velvet season? Well, Tennessee like specifically recently to give people a chance to shoot a deer in velvet. Tennessee recently adopted one. I think the next closest early opener is South Carolina. They're like August 15. Tennessee is also in August as of recently, but only in certain areas. Uh, it's becoming more sexy for states to to give hunters a chance at velvet bucks. There's a lot and of And they even articulated now. it as though our people mm-hmm. want to shoot a buck in velvet. Yeah. Therefore, we'll create an early velvet buck season. Tennessee was a recent one. North Dakota okay. also has one of the mm-hmm. earliest. They open like some years, it's like August 30th. Uh, so there's a handful of states now that open all the way in August. Dude, but with I what would... you're talking about, they wouldn't even be, they'd be ha- They'd have half-grown antlers. Well, they, they have a very uh, diverse group of rutting herds in Florida. Oh, different So that's, that's what you yeah. got going on there. Yeah, it's a whole different calendar that those deer are on. Mm-hmm. And I only know that because a guy that... Uh, a guy that hunts black-bellied whistling ducks down there, him and I were going back and forth, and he was sending me pictures of these deer he was going to be hunting the next morning. Yeah, there's like, a hand- wait, what are you doing in Florida hunting deer that There's early? a handful of states in the very south that have rutting deer at any point between, like, July and February. There's Dude, some herd that's I would, rutting. I would not want to go down to Florida in July to hunt deer. <laughs> really. mm. Be hot. Sounds yeah. brutal. Mosquitoes. Gators. Question four. The topic is foraging. This next great question comes to us via Stephen Higgs. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What branch of the military teaches a foraging... Here's your bone. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What branch of the military teaches a foraging class at the basic school 
in Quantico, Virginia? A quick answer from Evan. You know this one? No, 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 no. Hide it, hide it. <laughs> I, I saw it. You can see it. <laughs> I don't Steve, mind. I think I you should share. leave your answer. I can't change my answer? I think you should leave it. That's what you had. Evan just revealed his answer to half what, the room. What happens if I saw it? Did you already write an answer? Nope. Gotta cut You're out. out. Your eyes. Has yeah. Chester got any right yet? You can write anything. One. He's got but, one. You can write yeah. anything but what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> you do whatever your heart tells yeah. you, Chester. I'll trust you. I I would say there was a like a seventy-five, no, fifty percent chance I would have got that right on a guess. Okay. So. See, I'd like to change mine, but now I can't. But I wouldn't have changed. Let's flip mine. a coin. Something Chester, like you do whatever your heart tells you. You yeah. have one correct answer All so right. far. Flip, flip, yeah, flip, okay. flip, flip, okay. flip. If it's yellow, I will write what Evan wrote. Okay. <laughs> He's flipping an eraser right now. Okay. One side's black, one side's yellow. Give it a healthy flip. Yay! Okay. Okay. So Chester, go ahead and write down your answer. <laughs> Who knows if that's right? I really want to know what Chester's Who knows if that's right, though? Again, the question is, what branch of the military teaches a foraging class at the basic school in Quantico, Virginia. Everybody have an answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying Marines, Sean saying Navy, Seth saying Army, Evan saying Marines, Steve saying Air Force, Corinne saying Coast Guard, Corinne saying Marines, and Chester <laughs> saying Marines. The correct answer is the Marines. Ah, Dang it. Ah, I shouldn't know that. The basic school formally Thanks, started teaching this class in 2021. The course involves a one-hour lecture on foraging, followed by a four-hour seminar where students butcher pigs, fillet fish, and cook meat. Did you have anything like that in your training, Evan, where, where you yeah. guys talked about? What, what would be an example? Oh, uh, I mean, I went through three different survival schools. So, and then in basic training, they do like a little, you know, plan identification. So you're not like sleeping in poison ivy, but... Um, <laughs> It, 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 whether or not you're paying attention or not really is, it comes out later in a couple of months <laughs> if you can identify poison ivy or not. But right. uh, survival school, they, they go through a lot of that. So survival, uh, escape resistance and evasion, that, that was like in depth. It was super fun too. Some you think great, that's beneficial course. for Marines to be learning how to like butcher pigs and Yeah, and I do. Fish? I think, I do because I think it, it, it there's a, there's a level of, um, confidence that you get from being able to to have those skills whether or not you utilize them or not there still is a, a significant mm -hmm. amount of confidence that comes from knowing that you can if you have to but uh, most people never use those skills uh, they'll forget about them in 15 minutes after they take the course and they'll probably never utilize them but if you go on and find yourself in a situation you'll be at least a little bit more comfortable question five the topic is hunting what famous six foot two inch hunter admitted in a 2022 Facebook post that he used to be an underwear model? What, what? famous six foot two inch hunter admitted in a 2022 Facebook post that he used to be an underwear model? A quick answer from Seth. You know this one? I know it 100%. Okay. He's six I foot can't... two inches tall. What? famous hunter admitted in a 2022 Facebook post that he used to be an underwear model. Does anybody besides Seth know this one? Mm -mm. I think I do, but I'm not sure. I just can't remember the first name. I don't know. Who's, can you ask questions about this six foot two? Is no. he only known for hunting? 
I'm not going to say anymore. Steve, okay. doesn't, Steve doesn't like people asking questions. <laughs> no? And I'm not 6'2". <laughs> <laughs> it's not Yanni. Yanni's not, not the answer either. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying Giannis Patelis. Sean saying Jim Shockey. Seth saying Jim Shockey. Evan without an answer. Steve saying Shockey. Corinne without an answer. And Chester saying Justin Bowman. The correct answer is Jim Shockey. Wow. On July 7, Shockey posted a picture on Facebook of his 1984 modeling headshot. He got paid $50 an hour for regular jobs or $75 an hour for underwear modeling. Shockey said, quote, needless to say, with that face, I got a lot of underwear jobs. <laughs> so there you Boy, go. Boy, there's a lot of ways that could go. The great Jim Shockey used to be an underwear model. Mm. Phil, we are halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. Everyone is on the board. Uh, tied up in the fourth place slot, we have uh, Evan and Corey with one. Chester and Corinne are in third place with two points. Steven, Ranella, and Seth... Have three points apiece, and in first place with four points, it's Sean Weaver. Ooh, oh, Sean! Oh, have you ever won, Sean? Start. I won the last time I was on. You did? Yeah. My reward was Chester finally gave me some of that barracuda meat. <laughs> did he stole? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> No, yeah, I won last time. Already stated that I do have the barracuda <laughs> in my freezer. <laughs> oh, how when did you find it that? It was really good, actually. How did, how did you know? I had it the whole time. Steve told me to give that to you, so I took it and put it in my freezer. Okay, so one mystery solved. I already, no, 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 I already no, no, stated no, that on the no, podcast. I, I, that's, not what's, that's not the mystery. Okay. There was a heist here. A fish heist. The, a fish heist. The great meat eater fish heist. <laughs> it's going to be a movie. No, we're bringing in a polygraph exam. In, in your mind, Steve, what do you think happened to someone that fish? St- what I, someone stole it. Like, like I'm going to mess with Steve and steal this fish and then not admit to it. Do you think that's what happened? That is what happened. <laughs> How do you someone know? Someone stole the fish and they haven't admitted to it. In my in my head, someone like didn't know what they were grabbing and then grabbed it. And now, like, don't even know that they Oh, they're like, it. oh, my bad. I thought that was all of my grouper and snapper. <laughs> I thought that was all my cobia. I thought that was from my cobia trip I was on. <laughs> so there's no confusion. Oh, it's Some triple just... tail, too. Uh, well, yeah. I, I totally forgot that I also caught a nice triple tail. They had a good haul, then. They got all that? So yeah, the, like, high-grade fish, dude. Mm. Man. Maybe there's, like, a black market of it. Do you, like, look at Facebook Marketplace? No, I don't know. Question six. I'm getting that polygraph in here. I'm going to find out. I have one. I'll bring it up. Oh, you do? Yeah, I got it from my kids. <laughs> How's that work? I'm just joking. Man. Okay. Well, somebody in this room has contracts for their children, so it wouldn't surprise me if there was also a polygraph. Pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever. And you weigh your options like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work, try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months, wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of six sick folks, or you open your medical emergency kit. 
you match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription, and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, not a first aid kit, all right? It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, on hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater, okay, at twc.health slash meat eater. I want to tell you about an American-made success story and Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. Black Buffalo is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but keep the ritual with flavors dippers love. Mint, straight, and wintergreen, all proudly made right here in the USA. Tell them, Chili. The reason I like black buffalo pouches is, one, they're very discreet. And what I mean by that is I can throw one in and almost forget it's there. And I prefer the mint pouches. So if you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the black buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Hey everybody, I'm talking here about Montana Knife Company from our very own state of Montana. This company was founded by one of the most experienced master bladesmiths in the world, Josh Smith, who, over recent months, I've become friends with. And my God, have I learned a lot about knives from this guy. Just a phenomenal hometown company that makes world-renowned knives. Josh has been making knives for 30 years. You get one of these knives up and open it, it is sharp like something that came from outer space. And here's the deal. They make knives that can be sharpened. You can work on these knives. If you don't want to work on them, you send it to them and they'll work on it. They'll get it sharp. Phenomenal hunting knives. If you want to see them in action, we just did, uh, me and uh, John Hayes, the taxidermist, just did a video about how to properly skin a black bear. Um, Watch that video. And in that video, you'll see Montana Knife Company knives in action. MKC products usually sell out in minutes of being released, which is true. But now for the first time, they're dabbling with having knives in stock on their site. So right now you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0 or the Ultralight Speed Goat. Use code MEATEATER and you get 10% off your first order. Montana Knife Company, working knives for working people, 10% off with code MEATEATER. That's a good deal. 
Question six, the topic is gear. This next great question comes to us via Steve Dopel. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. The 243 Winchester, 260 Remington, and 7mm08 Remington are offspring of what popular parent case? The 243 Winchester, 260 Remington, and 7mm08 Remington are offspring of what popular parent case? I'm looking for you to name the cartridge that those came from. No quick answers in the room. Chester, how you feel about this one? Okay. You got it? That's really confusing, man. I think this I'm is, all right, but that's really confusing. All, all three of hit those me, cartridges. The 243 Winchester, 260 Remington, and 7MM08 Remington are offspring of what popular parent case? When those were developed, they were developed using the case mm-hmm. of this other cartridge, and that is called the parent case. Evan, you know this one? Nope. She got Off a reasonable head. guess. I mean, I have a guess. Whether or not it's reasonable. Good. Deep no. in thought over no, there. Oh, dude, I'm struggling, man. It's how you're classifying the definition of parent case. I don't, I don't know. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey saying 308, Sean saying 270, Seth saying 22, 250, Evan saying 30 cal, Steve saying <laughs> this is their Ackley. Yeah. Grin without an answer. What, Chester what you saying 270. I we like have a correct shit. answer in the room. It's the 308 yeah, Winchester. That so that's oh, Corey. so that, that's so that's my point is like the 308 on what parent case. So if it's a 308 specific round, and if we're developing it specifically from 30 cal, which is when I was generalizing. No, they're necking cal. down that case. I understand that. So that's what I'm saying. Are we doing it from 30 out six? Are we doing it from 308? Are we doing it from 762 by? What's the parent? Is it the 30 cal in the sense of no. 308? It's the size Specifically case. 308 No, the 30 out six it's, case is totally different. I understand that. I'm saying, are we looking at it, it from 30 cal is like the parent cal? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that the parent I would, case? I would give it that's, to you. That's but, why I'm saying parent case is uh, 30 cal. Oh, that's why I was general. But when you mm. look at the, the birth of these cartridges, they were all birthed from the 308 case. I would yeah. give it to you. You're going to yeah, give me the 30 cal. Because I'm looking whoa, whoa, whoa. at it from they were, a parent. A three, it could be like a, a they're, not, um, they're not from a case from a 300 win mag. I think Evan is in fourth place right now. So we'll give him the correct answer. I'm saying 30 cal is at the parent case and not like 30 cal in general like um, that's what i'm saying general like 30 cal not 30 caliber who had it right Corey. 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 Corey Calkins. gun writer ron spomer described the oh. 308 winchester as one of the hardest working most versatile parent cases with bullet weight spanning from 40 grains to 250 grains the 308 winchester family hunts everything from prairie dogs to moose hmm. okay question seven the topic is cooking the American version of Hungary's national dish is made with ground meat, elbow macaroni, and tomato paste. What is it? The American version of Hungary's national dish is made with ground meat, elbow macaronis, and tomato paste. What is it? Some quick answers from everybody, I think, except Evan. You know this one, Evan? Sure. You, you got to keep it to yourself there, buddy. Come on, man. <laughs> Chester's still thinking. Corinne, you know this? Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead and reveal your answers. Corey saying goulash. Spelled it wrong. Goulash. Seth <laughs> saying hamburger helper. <laughs> can't even read yours. I'm Evan. just saying hungry helper is what I had on there. I don't know. <laughs> Steve saying yeah. goulash. <laughs> Corinne saying goulash. goulash. And Chester saying hamburger helper. Let's erase that. <laughs> the correct <laughs> answer <laughs> is goulash. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> hungry helper? There's got to be something to do because three of us had hamburger helper. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Hungarian That's goulash. Hungry's dashes. <laughs> That's clever though. That's yeah. really good. Hungry helper. Same. Well, yeah. My guess. Hungry helper. <laughs> Hungarian goulash is a soup or stew of meat and vegetables that are heavily seasoned with paprika. The American version usually leaves out the veggies but adds pasta and cheese. If you want to try the American version, go to TheMeatEater.com and check out Jenny Wheatley's recipe for venison goulash. Or go to Walmart and get some hamburger helper. Hungry <laughs> yeah. helper. Or hungry, <laughs> hungry helper. Hungry helper. That makes sense to me. Is that a staple in your house, Steve? No, but every time the subject... I, I actually have on my phone, I could prove it if I felt like it, <laughs> a thing called like uh, things to make that uh-huh. my kids would like. Yeah. And every time goulash comes up, I think I'm going to put it in there. Because I don't think they've had it. Mm-hmm. They'd love it. Do they I'm, like hamburger oh, help? So I'm, I'm putting it in there right now. I'm I ate a lot of goulash growing up. Yeah, I think a, a hungry Iowa thing, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, like my German family ate a lot mm-hmm. of goulash. That was like a ground meat staple. You want to know what's in here right now? Yes. On the list of things I need to make for my kids. Homemade donuts, which I haven't made them in a long time. Uh, biscuits and gravy, which I haven't made them. They've never had that. Crunchwrap Supremes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's my and special. And I just added goulash. You know what's great is everything you described, you can get a recipe for on our mm-hmm. website, except for donuts. I don't think we have donuts yet. Well, we buy, when I, what, uh, you know, you, you buy those uh, tubes of that uh-huh. dough. You know, it's like, well, who makes that stuff? Pillsbury. 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 You whack yeah. it on the corner and unravel it. Mm-hmm. Just take those and cut a hole in them. And then deep fry them. And then put powdered sugar on them. Oh, kids love it. I th- I think the reason why I didn't get goulash is because everyone in Wisconsin would classify that dish under a casserole or a hot dish. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. This hey, do you guys in Wisconsin, do you say casserole or hot dish? Most of the time, what do you say? Uh, casserole. Yeah. Now, what's the parrot dish? <laughs> to... <laughs> Hungry helper. <laughs> I don't know. Hamburger Helper probably doesn't sell a goulash, but like everything they make is a variation of goulash. Right, totally. (laughs) Question eight, the topic is public lands. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by PJ Siriani. For sending this great question, PJ is going to get a signed copy of Meat Eater Adventures from the Life of an American Hunter. If you want a chance to win the listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What are public lands called in Canada? What are public lands called in Canada? This is question eight. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. How Sean look? I cocky. did not like seeing him be that happy. A very confident Steve. Very happy. Right wrote now. it down, slammed his board, and then looked in the eyes of Sean <laughs> to let him know. I might need to change all my suck it, bro. He's the suck it, Sean. <laughs> One more time, what are public lands called in Canada? Seth, you look like you knew this. Oh, man. I I recently heard it, but I don't know if I'm... 
I, I just recently heard it on a podcast or something. Has anybody here hunted Canada? I assume you have, Steve. Mm-hmm. And Sean, I assume you I've spent have. spent quite a bit of time up there on waterfowl stuff, but that's all private land, man. Mm-hmm. Does everybody have an answer? What movie am I doing right now? Here's a trivia question for you. Sling, 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 sling blade. Sling blade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'm not confident at all. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Corey without an answer. Sean saying Queensland. Seth saying oh. Royal Lands, Evan saying Moosefields, <laughs> Steve saying Crownlands, Corinne Crown saying Lands. Allotment, oh. and Chester saying Parks. I knew it was something. Steve with... got it. The correct oh, answer. Hey, Sean, and Sean and Seth were close. Yeah. They were the right there. Can yeah. yeah. Royal Lands. I was Queen. going something like that. 89% <laughs> of Canada like that, is Crownland. This is common. This is a commonly used moniker in countries with a monarch. Other places with crown land include Australia, Austria, France, Poland, Spain, Vietnam, Hong Kong, and even Hawaii. Just like in America, these spaces serve a variety of purposes like hunting, fishing, hiking, mining, logging, grazing, and more. Phil, give us a scoreboard update. We have two uh, questions left. Well, that's right. And I, everyone except for Evan and Chester are still in the game. Good job. Good job, Chester. Apologies. Good job. Evan and Chester have two points apiece. Corinne, Corey, and Seth all have three points, and then Steve and Sean are tied with five points like, in first place. We're like at the Shelby Index. Yeah, it would be a six, and we got two questions left. Question nine, the topic is fishing. What Rocky Mountain state has a fishing blade named after it that's commonly used on worm harnesses and spinner baits. What Rocky Mountain state has a fishing blade named after it that's commonly used on worm harnesses and spinner baits? Chester, you you have to know this. <laughs> a quick answer from Seth and Sean. Chester, his jaw is on the floor because he can't think of the answer. Steve, how you feel about this one? Chester Dude, does I'm more just... trolling than anyone in this room. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I, I don't want to tell people my approach. Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I'm working through it though. Looking for a Rocky Mountain state has a fishing blade named after it. Chet, I know you know it. It's in that brain of yours. <laughs> it's in there. Listen for the whisper. <laughs> it sounds like Corinne. <laughs> Minnesota the lake. Great Rocky Mountain State of Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? What the heck? I know I'm going to be really pissed oh, you're, off. Yeah. You better just write down a state if you ain't got one. Well, it would. I think if I knew it, it would just... Steve, you got an answer? Do you know this one? Well, I mean, I wrote one down, but no, I'm not feeling cocky. What are you, where are you at on this, Sean? Sean? About, you got it. Yeah, about 90% on What'd this What you put one? down there, buddy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to stay on a hot streak here. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Corey saying Colorado, Sean saying Colorado, Seth saying Colorado, Evan saying Colorado, Steve saying Colorado. Wow, everyone saying Everyone says Colorado, and they got it. The correct answer is Colorado. Oh, I'm glad you got that, Chester. (laughs) Colorado blades are more stout than other types of spinners, creating a slower rotation and heavier vibration. According to WalleyeSupply.com, Colorado blades are their number one selling type of spinner. There are also Idaho blades, which are created by placing a Colorado blade on an elongated snap loop. So you know you what? You Idaho, know why? You know why, you. why I think you messed up. What's up? Just to be frank. Okay. Um, I think that you, you. The reason you got the answer you did is because you said Rocky Mountain State. 
Mm-hmm. Because that's just not a thing that people say unless they're like John Denver fans. <laughs> Everybody in this room is thinking, oh, that's Rocky so Mountain High. True. <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. That's, a, that's, that's why we're in Colorado. Dude, 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 no need... one says like, oh, uh, Idaho, a Rocky Mountain state. It's like Colorado. That's a really name good point. Branded that shit, man. Uh, but here, here's why I had to be specific. Indiana has a blade named after it. West Ohio of the, has right. a blade okay. named after okay. it. Okay. I could easily solve those two for you. West of the Mississippi. West of the Great Bend in the Missouri. Spencer, everything Steve's talking about never entered my mind for a second. <laughs> it did too. It yeah, did but that's because you knew it. So you're let like, me ask like, you. You went it. Rocky Mountain to Rocky Mountain High. So, <laughs> so, Steve so let me said, ask a technical question. Uh, let's so because of the Idaho, would you? Have I'd give given it to that? you if you said Idaho. Be- okay, because okay. because the modification and I don't think anybody on the would. There's only one. I think it's Yakima Supply sells Idaho blades. Okay, so it's like not very well known. But if you did know that and you said Idaho, I'd give it to you. Okay. When when there's Steve a reason said, everybody I'm put tell down you, Colorado. Yeah, when he said I'm going to tell you my approach, I was like, yeah, he's putting Colorado because it makes sense with Rocky Mountain. So this all comes down to the final question one more time. Phil, John Denver, didn't he? Did he die crash? I always confuse him and Sonny Bono dying. One of them died skiing plane. and one of them died flying. It was an experimental plane. plane. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's full of shit. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's down Bono's to Sean thing. and Steve who have six points apiece. Nobody has five? Nobody has five. Okay. Sean and Steve. Oh, dude, we could go to a tiebreaker. I gave you a good tiebreaker the other day to try out. We haven't had a tiebreaker it's in a, a good long time. Question 10. The topic is deer camp. This lager, which calls itself the official beer of the American sportsman. Oh, lager. L-A-G-E-R. They said lager. <laughs> which calls itself the official beer of the American sportsman usually comes in red cans that feature wildlife on them. This lager, which calls itself the official beer of the American sportsman usually comes in red cans that feature wildlife on them. Fairly confident looking Steve. Sean has yet to write anything down, though. Steve, you think you got it? Fine. Mm-mm. You don't think you got it? There's two different red cans. And I, I just, 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 just think to yourself. <laughs> well, no one else has a shot. That's true. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, they call themselves the official beer of the American sportsman. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Corey saying Budweiser, God Sean saying Ham, Seth saying Old Milwaukee, Evan saying yeah, Bud, that was the other Steve one. saying Old Mill, Corinne saying Rainier, Chester saying Old Milwaukee. Before you reveal the answer, can I tell you a funny story? But I've yeah. never heard of the beer Old Mill. I like it. <laughs> uh, Old Mill. You know it comes in both a blue and a red. Who's too, that? Right? Well, everybody's hanging on the edge of their seats. <laughs> Who, uh, who's that poet that wrote Jabberwocky? It's like a famous poet poem you read in high school. Lewis Carroll. Oh. So when I was in high school in Mr. Heaton's class in 10th grade, you had to write a poem set to Jabberwocky. So you had to take the same rhyme scheme and pentameter. Okay. And I did one called Bonfire Burning Wocky. Now, God dang. The thing I'm most <laughs> jealous of in life is the kid that came up with the idea to do Old Milwaukee. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's great. So that's how you know this one. No. Okay. I just thought of that. <laughs> but I think it's Old Mill. Because if that's how you knew this, I would be pissed. 
that's the age thing. No, because they again. hadn't branded themselves this way, but I think this is a reinvention. It was Fair. a reinvention of the brand, if I'm not mistaken. The tension has built. Either way, I'm thirsty. Mm. The correct answer is Schmidt. Oh. Nobody got it right. Nobody got it. Just, you can just edit out yeah. my whole story, Phil. <laughs> Schmidt's cans have featured Schmitz. trout, pheasants, whitetails, oh. grizzlies, black bear, elk, antelope, geese, muskie, bison, pike, and more. The beer has changed ownership multiple times since its creation in 1844, but today it's brewed by Paps Brewing. Mm. In Schmitt. Milwaukee. Blue Ribbon. I think it's okay. now brewed in San Antonio. Schmitties. Oh, is that, can you now see the Schmidt can yeah, yeah. that has yeah. wildlife on it? Yeah. yeah. So a six correct Because who does answers. the camo can during deer season? Bush. Bush. A lot of people. Yeah. Keystone used to do it. Yeah. Uh, Bush does it. Bush is like the OG camo can though, right? I don't know. In, in college, we'd always uh, go after the keystilopes. We were such suckers for these gimmicks that these beers would do. Oh, same, yeah. Where they would have the mounted thing in the box, and yep. you had to get the, the golden can that oh, would have... Yeah. The trout on it that then you then like put on your wall and that was your decoration. In yep. your dorm room. Then your then your house would have like Bush, the whole set of oh, gold yeah. cans you'd accumulate. Bush did and the, shows yeah, how Bush much did the gold can are. thing. They did those. I remember I got I got a gold can one time and I was like I'm gonna save this forever and then the next time we ran out of beer I drank it. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I lost my gold bush can. Uh, I, I took it with me through one move from Vermilion, South Dakota to a, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It was Dakota. a loosely held conviction. <laughs> <laughs> going from South Dakota to Montana, I lost it. So oh, I, I had it for a good long time. We're going to overtime. Play the drop, Phil. Tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last. But that doesn't make any sense at all. You first, you're last. You, you can be second, you can be third, fourth. Hell, you can even be fifth. The tiebreaker will be a numerical question. Whoever is closest between Steve and Sean will be declared the winner. The topic is gear. What is the average price for a 22 long rifle round in August of 2022? I got this number by taking the average of over 90 listings online from some of the world's biggest ammo dealers. So looking for the average price of a 22 long rifle round in August and write it with a decimal place. Just one round. Just one singular 22 bullet. What does that cost? Write it to a decimal place. Again, I got this number by looking at 90 listings, over 90 listings online from some of the biggest ammo dealers in the world. Steve, a lot of writing. How are you feeling about this? I'm in the ballpark. This question was... I know we're splitting hairs on this one. We haven't gotten to overtime in so long that this was about to be a not relevant question anymore. Oh. How long ago did you collect this data? August 2022. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Got an answer? I don't know. I keep. It's, I do. I did. I did like some math, but I don't. With them looking at it, I don't uh-huh. like it. If the rest of the room wants to play along, you can also write something. We'll we'll hear your answers too to see who did get the closest. I think but, my saving grace here might be that I was listening to the marriage episode, mm. and it sounds like you're pretty bad at mental math. Okay. Well, so I write it all down. <laughs> he did do the uh, the conversion on the first question of tablespoons and teaspoons. Uh, good on you, Steve, for knowing that all of those were the same. Everybody have an answer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We'll look at uh, the non-competitors first. We oh, have... there's a huge split between me and Sean, which is great. 
We have Seth you saying think it's not even. We have oh, Seth saying his thirty-eight cents. That'd we be have eight Evans seven. saying eleven point three cents. Corey saying sixty-nine cents. Nice. Chester saying seventy-five cents, and then our two competitors left. We have Sean saying eight cents, and Steve saying twenty-five. Oh, so that's cents. eight. He's saying eight. I thought he's saying like a fr- okay. You're saying eight cents, eight correct? Cents. Eight cents, <clears throat> and Steve point two five. I'm high, but I but it's it's high right now. And our winner of Meat Eater Trivia is Steve. Nice. The correct answer. This was so close. The correct answer was 17.6 cents. Oh, Oh. Oh, man. See, you guys were right there. So I won? You won. By a penny, practically. By a plumb. Eight, seven. You know what really pisses me off is I had 10 cents, and then. Who is closest? So, Steve was closer. Yeah, Steve. Steve was closer because it's no, about I'm, nine and something cents uh, between Sean's answer and the correct one. And right? it was seventeen. Seventeen point yeah. six cents. Yeah, he's okay. so, so been seven point four cents. What are our rules on who we donate to? Because in honor of Evan being here, I want to donate to Evan's favorite veterans organization. Mm-hmm. But we have rules about how it needs to be like a conservation based. If help they're me a out. nonprofit and they do something that's anywhere. Anything close to our universe of hunting, fishing, conservation, cooking, go ahead and donate to them. You got to tell me what it is, though. It's called Hunter 7, which is a veterans organization that we donate to all the time. They don't do anything hunting related, but it does say Hunter 7 in it, which is related to veteran toxicity and uh, exposure to heavy metals and chemicals overseas. Has nothing to do with hunting. Yeah, but, but I like it. It's got the word Hunter in it. Hunter though. 7. Is it so okay? Hunter 7 does yeah, awesome. Yeah, whatever you want. So if it has Hunter in it, right? Hunter 7. I want to do, I'm going to donate to in honor of Evan joining us I today. I appreciate it. And his, in his uh, advocacy for veterans, I'm going to vote for a organization. I'm going to put my money to an organization that you guys put backing into, which is. That's right. And we'll match it. We'll tell, do the same thing. again. Hunters 7. So it's, Hunters uh, 7. It's got yep. the word Hunters in it. Yep. It's a veterans organization. <laughs> That's it, what I'm going They do with. a lot of great work. Uh, huge percentage of their, uh, well, uh, overwhelmingly a percentage goes back to screening for heavy, medical, heavy metals, chemicals, and things like that that veterans have been exposed to in deployments in either Iraq or Afghanistan directly related to burn pits, which... Uh, leads to over a 325% increase in cancers in veterans related to their peer group. So Hmm. it's a big issue uh, for guys like me that have been overseas a lot. Uh, It's something that's on the forefront of our mind all the time, which is, am I going to come up with a random cancer because based on what I've been exposed to in combat. So it's not just combat that'll kill you. It might be a bunch of other shit too. I like it. Now, Evan, before we get out of here, is there anything new and exciting happening at Black Rifle Coffee that our listeners should know about? Oh, there's always... Tons of really cool stuff that's going on in Black Rifle Coffee, but uh, we're doing the episode, which or I did an episode with Steve. He can talk about. We're also uh, doing this uh, collab. So we're doing a collab coffee between Black Rifle Coffee and Meat Eater. Pack Out Coffee, which is a, well, the design is awesome. That's it's a kick-ass bag. Gnome, it's a great. The gnome packing out the unicorn. Kick-ass yeah, exactly. Quick. It's a it's a awesome bag design. It's a great coffee. So it's a... Uh, South American, well, I can go into the specifics of it, but it's a Colombian Arabica bean. Uh, it's it's uh, single origin Colombian Arabica, so it's a medium roast for Steve's specification, so it's not too dark, it's not too light. Uh, right in the middle. Right in the middle. <laughs> Evan uh, was it that told me, this would be a good trivia question for you, does light roast or dark roast have more caffeine? Light roast. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He told me that. Mm-hmm. 
for the so we're launching so the, the first episode of our most recent season the meat eater where uh, features Evan Hafer we're hunting black tailed deer in southeast Alaska and for a window of time I'm not sure how long our, our first window we're going to put our new episodes on our website so this is the first time this has ever happened the first place you'll be able to see them is free on our website so go check it out at themeateater.com uh, new season episodes what do you what do you today Corinne's gesticulating that it's today and how, <laughs> do, how, do, how do folks get this coffee though what just do they trying buy to it des- gesticulate today same go to meateater.com and you can buy it right there themeateater.com the meat we're selling sorry. this on our website Awesome. Great packaging. Thank you. That's it for this round of Meat Eater Trivia. Join us next time for more of the only game show where conservation always wins. Sean is shaking his head. Good good job. Good job. job. Pissed off. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Montana Casting Company is a performance fly rod and reel company based right here in our capital, Helena, Montana. Each model of fly rod is a tribute to Montana's rugged beauty and adventurous spirit. Their rods capture the look, feel, and craftsmanship of a custom-built fly rod. Scott personally calls every customer who buys one of his rods. Head to MontanaCastingCo.com and use code MEATEATER20 at checkout for a one-time 20% off discount.